Welcome to Raise the Roof in Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Braden, here with my co-host, Hayden. Here's our March Madness update. Arkansas has now gone through the first two rounds of the tournament, getting past Vermont by four and narrowly defeating the New Mexico State Aggies by five on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I know we didn't play the. On paper, it doesn't look like we played the hardest teams. Like, it doesn't look like Vermont. People see that name, New Mexico State. They're like, how did you not blow them out? CNCA tournament, none of these wins are easy. I'm just proud of this team that they can back-to-back years of making the Sweet 16. That's a huge goal. That's huge for our program. And if you talk to me at the beginning of the year, I think Sweet 16 is a ceiling that not the ceiling, but it's, it's really the goal. It's a huge goal that you believe the team should get to, and they've done that. So it's awesome. Yeah, we both said for the whole year, maybe minus when we lost five out of six, but <laughs> <laughs> for the whole year we both said they're a Sweet 16 team. Yeah, and and now they are, and they get to – they well, we'll look later at the matchup, but they um, – they get to play a Goliath, and I'm really excited. That's that's another big thing for our program. All the eyes will be on that game yeah. in the country. <laughs> and Gonzaga, they showed against Memphis that they can bleed. They're they're not they're not unbeatable. no no they're beatable no. And they didn't even look in their uh, their first game. Their uh, one versus they were, sixteen. They had to go on a run at the end of the first half to take the lead yeah. against the sixteen seed. You know they they're not they're not the dominant force that. The, some people away from the game might think they are. They haven't dominated either of their games, really. Arkansas will have to play better than they did in the past two games, though, to beat Gonzaga. And what I mean, we played very well defensively, I think, both games pretty well. First half versus Vermont, we didn't limit Ryan Davis. Um, but today we shut down... Um, Teddy Allen. Teddy Allen. And that's all. That's all these Tony. Um, and... Um, I think the key versus Gonzaga is JD. JD cannot get in foul trouble. He cannot be one for eight, two for nine, three for ten. He has to have a good game. He has to have the Kentucky-like game versus Gonzaga. Yeah, JD today or JD against New Mexico State was not his normal self. He was missing struggling to finish at the rim. Yeah, <laughs> and Jalen too. Jalen was yeah. missing from the rim too. Yeah, and then. It was they were not calling much. So no. when you're not finishing at the rim and there's contact, it it's hard. It makes it hard. I mean, we saw how low scoring it was. There was a hundred and one points between the teams combined. Yeah. So you go from seventy five seventy one to fifty three forty eight, right? I mean that's. I mean it was like what forty combined points at halftime. Forty three, I think. Yeah, twenty six seventeen forty three. So that's crazy that you go. And it was in the second half. There was a period where it felt like we didn't score for s- it was, almost six minutes. It was right? eight minutes, I think, that we didn't score. It was eight minutes. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! Yeah. Until that basket by Jalen, I think he had a layup. Yeah. Jalen or JD won. I think it was there. when we were we were stuck at thirty forever because he scored, I think, two quick baskets at the start of the half, and then they went on their run, and we were stuck at thirty forever, thirty thirty. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was not a pretty game to watch, but hey. But all the tournament is about is the two 
well, I guess three words is survive and advance. That's all you'll say. It's like you don't care how you win. You don't. You don't have to do what. Uh, you don't have to do what North Carolina did, Marquette. You don't have to blow a team out by thirty. You don't have to to advance. You right. just got to survive and advance. You 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 literally just have to survive and grind it out, just like Arkansas did in these past two games. Yeah, looking at this, it was thirty thirty from eleven forty five to eight thirty, and neither team scored in. That's a three-minute, fifteen-second period. Neither team scoring. Well, I think we knew New Mexico State because Te- Teddy Allen, because uh, thirty-seven Aldis. points against UConn. Uh, yeah, uh, we need to say something about that. Like New Mexico State is not a, they're not a chump team. They beat UConn in the first round, who is the five seed, right behind Arkansas, the four. Right, and Teddy Allen, like when he was open tonight and he shot shots, like he he's an incredible shooter, outstanding. Um, yeah. And then, look. I just looking through the play by play was a seven minute, forty five second span without a point for Arkansas. It wasn't like that versus Vermont, right? There wasn't that much scoring droughts. When if we look back at the Vermont game, there I think was a lull, but I don't <coughs> think it was not eight minutes. Yeah. With the Vermont game, it was like. The start of the second half, they made they made their run. This is the very start. They went on their twelve zero run. Uh, once we, I think once we went up nine. Once JD made the layup, when it was, uh, what it was thirty eight twenty nine. Then they was, went on a twelve zero run, right? Yeah, thirty six twenty seven, and they went on a twelve zero run. Go up three. Yeah, yeah. They went up three on that run. Yeah, I mean JD scored that twenty or thirty six seconds into the half. And for the next five minutes, it was 12-0, Vermont. That kind of happened in this game, too. First half, going in and going into halftime, it felt like Arkansas was starting to get control of the game. Except the end of the first half. Oh, well, that, gosh. Yeah, that four-point play was unfortunate. Devo. Oh, goodness. You're up 13, and he would have made the three anyway, but you just can't foul because double digits is always better than single digits if you're talking about mm-hmm. a lead. I mean, that's a huge mental barrier or mental block if you go from double to single digits, right? Right, and also just the four-point play is just it's an electric play. It brings a lot of momentum to whatever side. And it did, and that's why Musk was giving Debo an ear, earful. Mm-hmm. Let's go a little more in depth with this Vermont game first. Looking at the box, Shungu, I think, I don't know how, if that's how you say it. He had 20 points, six rebounds. It was only eight of 17. But their guy, Ryan Davis, he had 20 points, seven out of 10, four out of five from three. Ryan Davis was, um, well, I guess the, the Shungu guy kind of at the end, he was he was their best player at the end, like in terms of just a scorer. But we know Ryan Davis was our overall main was, player of the year. And we saw yeah. that at, a defensive adjustment that probably must put in the game plan at the end of the game where Jalen Williams was not giving any help defense at the end of the game. He was sticking to Ryan Davis, wasn't giving him any space. That's what you they, they said it was the difference, right? Was that Jalen Williams was used to these big not having to in the SEC, right? He was not used to having to go out and cover these big guys to shoot threes, right? Right, yeah. Ryan Davis was four out of five. And once you take away his um open shots away the, I mean, Vermont did not shoot well from outside the arc besides him. I mean, looking at it, they were 5 for 19, which, I mean, it's not the worst performance ever, but it's much worse than what the 
than what he was doing. No, yeah, the, the, I th- Arkansas would take that for a three-point shooting team if they're shooting less than 30%, right? We, that's, that's barely 25. We made more threes than them, didn't we? Yeah. They made nine. Arkansas made seven, but Ryan had four of them. Oh, I'm I saying say once you took his away, they're five oh, out of nineteen. Gotcha. I see. I once you that. take Ryan Davis away, they're five out for nineteen. Okay. And he I was see. four for five by himself. I see. Amude was three out of four. He had the team leading twenty one points. Ooh, Amude, the game clutch, leading, clutch, yeah. clutchest three point shooter on the team. Still. You know, I'll say it. He makes them when we need when he Arkansas really needs does. them. Um, he he was outstanding, and not just the threes like. Terrific rebounding, great defense. Um, he's Stanley's just so athletic. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. He, mm. it was him and Jalen were fighting over those rebounds. Yeah, yeah. But I always love when when Stanley gets a rebound. He he, he catches it and then he it's like he has a, he's he's being um, he's a running back and the quarterback's handing it handing the ball off. He has two hands on the ball and he makes sure that nobody's taking that ball away from him, that he yep. secures the rebound. I love it. Because I mean, when you're going up for a rebound, you don't know who's going to be coming up from behind you. That's you why they say always not to go up with one hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was that one play where it looked like they were, he was about to knock it out of Jalen's hands out of bounds. Yes. Oh. That play was, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Well, like luckily, same team, luckily they corralled it. Luckily they were able to corral the ball. And then J.D. Note, 17 second-half points after going scoreless in the first half. That was big because that was a big talk. You know, Vermont's kind of like how we wanted to limit Ryan Davis. They're probably, their plan was to limit J.D. And same with New Mexico State, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vermont succeeded. And then the second half, J.D. got going. Yeah. He still wasn't, like, a complete score. I know, like, how many of his came from free throws. He had five made shots. One was from behind the arc, so that's 11. Six free throws. Six free throws. Okay. It's not horrible. So, like, four layups, or maybe three layups and a jumper. I think he made a jumper. Yeah, he made a mid-range. Yeah, second mid-range half. jumper, um, which is good, which is you'll take that. But really, I think the best offensive player, you could say Stanley, but Devo. Devo, Devo is terrific. 14 points, six out of ten from the field, one out of two from three. He did his little pop job. He had to play point guard when JD got in foul trouble, and yeah, as must praised him what, for it. Seven minutes of the first half, JD was out. Yeah, he did a terrific job playing mm-hmm. point guard. I mean, I wish he could. He was a true point guard. I know he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's more of a two guard. Yeah, shooting yeah. guard. Yeah, but he's he's able to control the ball, and he made a terrific pass against New Mexico State. Yeah, no, so when, when Devo when Devo plays fast, you know, in tra- transition and That's when he's yeah. at his best is in transition. Yeah. That far. He had a weird play versus Vermont. I remember the announcers thought it was a travel. He had like a weird Euro step oh, when he was yeah. in transition. He was trying to draw the foul but the guy was started kind of running the opposite right. way and it was they they, yeah. they didn't call it a travel, luckily. They called it a make, but they were like, yeah. That's a weird play. What do you call that? I mean it's like Yeah. But that was Devo getting a transition. Like, and he was, um, I, again, this team, and I think I saw watching Gonzaga-Memphis game uh, how how helpful it is to get in transition, play fast. You're going to score more points than I. So Arkansas, if they keep doing that, they're going to have success. So and I think they did that against Vermont. This team plays their best offense in transition. Yeah. Definitely. They like to get out and run and get open space. What I'd really like... It's an athletic team. We don't do as much... 
I feel like years past, like last year may have been more tr- um, transition than kick out to three. This year it's more finishing at the rim. There is kickouts, but last year felt like there was a lot more kickouts to, to Moses and Jalen Tate. A better shooting Jay game last Ote. year. Yeah. So this year, yeah, they focus on the rim. Yeah. JD, They're passing it out. It's to Stanley, right? This year? Right. He's definitely the best catch and shoot guy. JD I, doesn't do much catch and shoot. It's mostly off the dribble for right. him. It's ISO, right? Mm-hmm. Step back, sidestep, in transition. Chris likes it, pulls up in transition. <laughs> but if JD doesn't get the good look from three, he's going to the rim. Right. Yeah, he's very aggressive going to the rim. And he wasn't I mean, he's the sixth man last year, so he wasn't the main ball handler, so he didn't have as many opportunities to attack the rim because, you know, he just wasn't the main guy. We also have to congratulate Jalen Williams on picking up his 50th charge of the year against Vermont. Yes. Um, I was praying that we wouldn't go out before he could get that 50th. That would be that'd be tough, um, but he got it, um, and it was a big one, I think. I, I don't... I can't remember when it was. It might have still been the first, the first half, half, but still it was end. a big one. Right. Um, because the first half, we went on a little run, right? We were It was like a two-point game, and then and then Stanley made a three to make it five, and then Chris was fouled at the end, made two free throws, and we went up seven. So it was like we closed really well. Yeah, last five for, it looks like, 7-0 run in the half for Arkansas. Which is terrific. Mm-hmm. It looked good at that point. I was pretty pleased. I was like, they can come out of the, the second half, you know, hitting on all cylinders. This, this team will be fine. I'm not going to blow Vermont away, but they, they, they can, they can finish the game off. Um, but again, Vermont had that 12-0 run at the beginning of the second half. That yeah. Did disallow that. I don't think anyone that paid any attention to college basketball this year thought. Arkansas was going to blow out Vermont. No. Everyone, I think, knew that it was going to be a tough matchup, no matter what. No, yeah. You know, that's just like a – it's scary to uh, – the first game of the NCAA tournament, no matter if you are a 16 or a 1 seed, um, it's just so hard. I don't know what it is about that first game. It's nerves. It's just pressure. It's like maybe okay. looking ahead. Adrenaline, yeah, it's it's all of that. Just like knowing you lose, your season's done. The first game, what is always where we see the most upsets, um, and so it's like to win this first game, and then no matter how, even if it's by one point or it's an overtime by a point, yeah. just win it. Yeah, that first win does seem to settle in the higher seeds a little bit. It does, and um, that's why I was so thankful Arkansas did because. It's hard when everybody's doubting you. All these these major analysts like like Jay Billis and um, Seth Davis, these huge basketball names, they're saying Arkansas is going to lose to Vermont, and they kind of did the same against us last year versus Colgate. And this disrespect, I know it can feel the team, but it can as fans, it can kind of get in our heads, and we can kind of be like more nervous about it, and just um, it's it's just hard feeling like there's no respect for like it might fire up the players it but it's harder to fire us fire us as fans up like that mm-hmm. i think eric Musselman's very in tune with what's going on in the media i think he makes the a point to like kind of let the players know what people are saying 
but uses it as a point to like get them fired up. Right. Like, yeah, because he's very active on social media. We all know that. Most active coach, I think he's By gets far, I think. Um But yeah, he he's very in tune with what's going on in the media, and I think he uses that to Arkansas's advantage. He uses it. He definitely uses it as a teaching point. I mean, he said I watched the uh, the post game. Or maybe it was the pre, the, the the day before the Vermont game, and he's like, "Yeah, I've showed the team." And somebody's asking, "Hey, what do you think about people think you're gonna lose?" He's like, "Yeah, I show I showed the players these clips. They know, they know what they think. They're fired up." <laughs> and he, I was like, "Yes, good." He, he uses the doubters as motivation for the team. Yes, he should. I mean, and I remember earlier on in the year he talked about. He shows these players all these upsets that go on in the country. He says, it can happen to anyone. This could be you, but let's make it make sure it's not. Mm-hmm. Like I remember him saying that early on in the year, that he, he keeps the team informed by what's going on in college basketball. They know when, what, who's saying what and who's getting upset by who and how. And I think that is just, that's, you have to, they don't get credit enough, maybe till the year is over, but that's all on the coaching staff. I think Musselman has, we've seen tonight with how they limited Teddy Allen mm-hmm. and firing up the players in the Vermont game. Like, their adjustments, their, you know, getting the team ready, like an elite coaching group. And I think it helped he coached at a mid-major Nevada and, in a mountain, you know, in a Mountain West Conference, mm-hmm. smaller league, where he knows that small teams can, these upsets, he knows. Nevada was a team that made the Sweet 16 upsets, second-seeded Cincinnati. So, you know, he has all this experience. So, he's an excellent. We've got such a good coaching staff. I'm just really thankful for that. Across all sports, if we're going to be honest. (laughs) Probably the best in the country. That's why your chick was, what, voted for, like, what, sports, like, executive of the year or something for Sports Illustrator, whatever publication that was. I mean, times are. Even if if Arkansas ends up losing to Gonzaga, you you say you made the Sweet Sixteen, the football team wins their bowl game, and baseball. I think we know they're gonna do well in the postseason. It's they're just a really compete. successful they world. Compete every year. Yeah, contenders every year. It's it's about time to do something about it. It's it's just a really good time for Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It's relevant in all sports. It's not just one. It's right. time. <laughs> one of my bosses made the comparison for across baseball to um, basketball is Arkansas baseball is the Gonzaga for basketball. Just can't. Just a dominant force through the regular season all year, but just just can't quite win the big one. And we hope that that continues this year for Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, for Gonzaga. Not for us. Not for Arkansas baseball, but for Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, I will take saying back-to-back years Elite Eight. Like, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, um, you were saying even before the New Mexico State game, now that they've won only SEC team with back-to-back Sweet 16s. Yep, there's – and there we're one of only two left. Tennessee lost today. Tennessee did not represent the SEC. They did horrible. They lost to Michigan. Michigan, I think, was – Michigan be- was 7 in- – 17 and 14 going into the tournament. Hardly got in. Hardly got in. 11 seed. It's kind of like UCLA last year. I remember there's debate about them. It's these teams that barely get in, and they end up... The one thing at, I have noticed uh, with Michigan, they did play a lot better after the Juwan Howard suspension. Yeah. I think that fired them up. Um, they could easily make it to the Elite Eight. They're, they're trying to do exactly what UCLA did. And, um, yeah, 11 seed that made it to the Final Four. 
would have been in, in the at least going to overtime to decide who goes to the championship. It wasn't for that near Jaylen half Suggs. court Jalen Suggs shot. Yeah. No, but I I mean it's and then the exact same team is playing back this year, but except Suggs. No, I was talking about um, UCLA. Oh, UCLA. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this isn't about them. <laughs> no. Not unless we play them in the final four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would play them in the final four to get to the title game if we both made it. Two four seeds. But I mean, look at that. They're the same team as last year. They were an eleven. This year they were a four. We're Arkansas's a four. That's what I think is really good is is making the Sweet Sixteen as a three and a four. Like you make it back to back years as a three, okay. But maybe we got fortunate. UConn lost, but but people are like, you're lucky you got UConn did not make the adjustment. Their coaches weren't smart enough to know that Teddy Allen was a baller, and maybe it's because we saw that we're, we were fortunate that they played yeah. before. I said this, but still, yeah. I said this in our it's UConn. Um, it's their fault. Our, our bracket challenge episode where. I just did not like the guard depth and defense from UConn. Like, they have their big men. They have their in per, interior defense, but their guards, whenever I've watched them, just haven't impressed me very much. No, no. I, I, Which is one I, thing. We're fortunate to have Adis Tony. He can shut down the perimeter, the best perimeter player on every team right now. Adis only got beat one time tonight versus New Mexico State. Yeah, it was like he, that one, and it was a shot fake, right? He that had bit way too hard on the pump fake, yeah, and went flying. <laughs> and he made a big three. But before that, my goodness, he smothered him. He, he was finally getting some roses from the commentary. They don't ever talk about his defense. I mean, we could see the difference in Viscovi's stats from when we played with Audis to when we played them on the road without Audis Tony. You could uh, Viscovi was about double in every offensive category, I think. He went from, I think, 7 points up to, like, 13, 14. He went from, like, 10% shooting, 15% shooting to near 50%. Right. So, you could, there, Hottie's Tony effect is a real thing. Oh, yeah. No. It's, I wish more people would talk about it. Is he, like, you know, JD's got the hype of being, you know, an All-American this year. He got the third team, I think, All-American. Right. SEC he, first team. Do you think... Statistically... JD's second in the SEC in steal, so that's going to stand out on paper if you don't watch Arkansas. But Adis might be your player of the year. Or close. Defensive He's, player of the yeah. year. Defensive player of the year for Arkansas would probably be Adis Tony. JD JD can be a terrific. Mm-hmm. We know how many it's steals just, he can get. If, if JD. He, his yeah. game isn't blocks and steals, so no. it doesn't show up on paper. No. Yeah. But when you see. When every you, game, he's guarding the other team's best player. And he stays right. Unless with it's him. a center, you know, Oscar Sheeway. Yeah. But, yeah, the one thing with Gonzaga, though, is this, who's, who's he going to guard? Are they going to put him on Timmy? Or are they going to put him on Nimhard? Or are they going to put him on their point guard? I think we're going to see some Kamani. <laughs> Somebody Finally. Got to get – I don't think Kamani played at all against New Mexico. He hasn't right? played against either Vermont or he New Mexico. He didn't play against Vermont? No. I thought he got in for a couple I don't minutes. think so. Did he not? He did not. KK did. For less than a minute. I don't KK even remember that. Yeah. The very, I think it was the last, like, 20 seconds of the game. Oh, well. Maybe. But, yeah, it says zero minutes on ESPN, but he's on there, so he got in. <laughs> so it's less than a minute. But uh, that Vermont win, if we go back and talk about it, it, that was solidified to me. This team, they're not joking around. Like, they easily could have slipped in. We, teams fell that first day, too. It was that Thursday was more the upset day. 
um, with what St. Peter's St. and a couple Peter's. other teams, the two, two the two twelve seats winning um, with Richmond and mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico State. So there was upsets happening. Three eleven seeds made it to the second round. Yeah, only Texas was the only six seed. So I don't. I. I. It just impressed me. I again that they that they won. I know I've said that already, but it, it really did. I. I you don't want to lose your for the first game in the NCAA tournament just to go out and end your season like that. And when it's in Buffalo, it's closer to Vermont. The crowd's more in the majority. There's more Vermont fans, as I was told. There's more Vermont fans there. Yet Arkansas still played good enough in that game. Devo Davis did enough. Stanley, the free throws in that game, besides Jalen's two misses at the end, the free throws were terrific. The JD hit. I mean, Stanley hit multiple one and ones while they missed their one and ones. Their white guy. Right, their white guy, their Vermont white guy, screwed up. He turned it over at the end, and he missed a couple front end of the one and one. One of their white guys, their uh, the smaller one, not yeah, not, not Davis. Davis. Um, he turned it over at that, the end. The one they reviewed. Yeah, was that Missoula? Was that? I think so. Yeah, but yeah, the um, I would love to see a split between first half and second half free throw shooting for this team. I feel like it'd be a pretty drastic. Um, Difference. It's just so good. I mean, it's it. It has to be close to ninety percent probably in the second half this year, at least in like the second half of the year. When you're up two, right, and you have a one and one, and you miss it, and it's a live ball, or you make both the four. It's just so big to hit both those free throws. I can't stress it enough. And Stanley and JD, Chris likes. Oh, they did it. It's Chris likes did it tonight um, as well against New Mexico State. Um, it's just grittiness, just grittiness, toughness. The fight, finding the ways to win, even though offensively it may not look, sm- you know, super, excuse me, super smooth, but you get it done. And I can say goodbye to the catamounts, which is probably the only time I've ever said that word in my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I, a common mask. It's a cat. We know that, but it's like a. Yeah, I didn't even know what that was until we played them. People were after we won were flipping the V upside down to make it look like an A, and then uh, their their cat would be going backwards. So that was funny to see because that's their logo is the V, and then the catamount right. going through it. So, um, but yeah, that, that I was impressed that win. All right, now we can move on talk more in depth to the second round matchup with New Mexico State. We already discussed a little bit. Audie's Tony shutting down Teddy Allen, limiting him to, well, I thought he was stuck at 10, but he ended up with 12 points, 5 of 16 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3. Yeah, no, that's, we will take that any time. You said 10 points? Yeah, 12. I 12? thought he was stuck at 10, but I guess he got 2 at the end or something from somewhere. Okay, okay. But he ended up with 12. Well, and he had 37 against UConn. Yeah, 37. A... 4 out of 7 from 3-point range. And then... 10 for 24 overall, but yeah, the 4 for 7 from 3-point range was a big difference in that game. Yeah. Especially late in game. He The the shots he made tonight, besides that pump fake one, I think were tough shots. Like He he tries to find any little bit of space he can get. Yeah, the um, mid-range shot he made near the end, right before that 3 was... Tough shot. was all over him. And he still made it. Mm-hmm. The little screen that they set just gave him just enough room to get it off. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, um, 
Teddy Allen, that was really the story for me. It was their 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 six seven kind of big guy who played the big. McCants. Yeah, McCants. Yeah, um, he he was really um, keeping them alive in this game. He was the one keeping them in it. Made a couple threes, charges. Like and the announcers were giving him credit because he didn't look like he was the best player on the team, but he was just being scrappy. He wanted New Mexico was, State yeah, to play. You could it tell now. he wanted it. He's a senior. This is that's going to be his last, last game. game, and so. Played 39 minutes. He had 16 points, 12 rebounds. I think he drew like three charges, too. Two or yeah, three. The, I didn't like the last one that fouled out um, JD. The that one wasn't was, on him, I don't think. That, that was in, him. Was it? That was McCants, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Okay. No, wait, no, never mind. It wasn't McCants, but yeah, I mean, JD getting four charges in the second half. That's crazy. The last one I did not like. It just every single time it would go to the TV timeout and it go to commercial. You know, right before they go to commercial, they're always showing the players get into it, their emotions, their you know the highlight reel mm-hmm. kind of. And it was always of uh, McCants and like him just you know shouting and getting pumped up, gritting his teeth, right. and like he was their player of the game. I mean, JD was, was on that little highlight reel. <laughs> he was, and Tony sitting with on the his bench. Dunk. Yeah, yeah, that, that was. We talked about the Devo pass earlier. That that dunk was at the end of that. That was the 9-0 run, right? That we when we were we were down one against New Mexico State, 33-32. Yeah, 33 And then we went on that 9-0 run, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 9-0. Yeah, because yeah, New Mexico State controlled the beginning of the first half. I mean, beginning of the second half after going into halftime down nine, following that four point play. But yeah, it was. And they took their – it was their first lead of the game, right, at 33-32? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, and McCants free throw gave them the lead. And then let's see how far the run went. 33-32. And then it went – Arkansas went on a – yeah, 9-0. Yep, so you were right. It was 9-0 run. Which is another – you make the – I mean, basketball – you can't say that those runs aren't going to happen in game and you can't prevent because the game of basketball, both teams are going to have runs like that. It may not quite sometimes be as severe as 9-0, but what's a consistent theme you're going to see in basketball? It's a game of runs. That's just the, the, what happens. One thing I did notice, though, is the run kind of happened with um, J.D. Note on the bench. Which is kind of weird because you would think Arkansas has no momentum. When he's like on the bench. New Mexico's defense... Is good, but it wasn't locked down for most of the second half. It was just a lot of JD not finishing at the rim, because he was getting there over and over and over again against them. We just couldn't finish at the rim, which is a testament to their defense. But I mean, it was still it's also a negative that he, they were allowing him to get there over and over. And that he drew four, or not drew, but he had four charges. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like four, all four times, right? He's trying to beat the defense and get a layup, and he just one right. time. The first one, right? He didn't see it, right? He just he did. He, his head was down at the ball, trying to drive to the basket, and the guy yeah. stepped, and the guy yeah, took a charge. Um, so, but <sighs> JD can't get four charges. That was I know the last one was bad, but it just I you can sense even though we went on a run when he but. It, you, when we went on a run yeah. when he came out, it, you can feel the deflation in the team when he's not doing good. When he when he gets in foul trouble, there's deflation. It's and obvious. The, his fourth foul came four points into that's five. We scored with him off the 
off the court, which would be the Stanley three, and then the Adi's dunk. And then Chris. And then Chris got his three free throws shortly after that. Yes. That was a weird play. Like three players all colliding and falling on each other. Yeah. I had to review it to see if um Chris's leg Chris's was... leg it did swing out there, but he shot the three on on like a full sprint almost. Exactly. Which is it, I mean it's hard to stop when your body's moving one way to go completely straight up. So that has been Chris likes this year. I, I wish I could say more. Um, it's not just on free throws, but the majority of what we're getting from is free throws. Eighty-six percent shooter. I mean, t- to hit. Did he hit two front ends at the end of the game? Right, he hit two front ends at one on one. Mm-hmm. Made four for four at the very end. I and think six for six for the game. Three, I think. No, seven. Right, because he made those three when he was oh, following yeah. three point shooting. Yeah, it's probably seven. Um, that's so big. And Chris can. We know Chris can run the point. Chris is good at stealing the ball, or at least leading to steals. So deflect the ball. He'll, he'll if it's gonna be a jump ball, he'll somehow just snatch it. Like he's not afraid to go run straight into somebody that's like seven foot tall. And we know his game is literally transition, pull up three, right? It yeah. seems to be his. And looking at his points, he had seven points, seven free throws. So he's zero for one shooting with seven he missed points. That three, right? Another. Mm-hmm. I think he missed one early time. on. Yeah. After JD got his second foul in the first half. Right. I think. Yeah, then they put in the, our two freshmen, Lawson Blake and Chance Moore, at the very end for the last, That's like, for 10 seconds with Kate Arbogast. I, I think he's a sophomore, but, yeah. And then Trey Wade only played six minutes. Turnovers were really bad this game for both teams, weren't they? Arkansas finished with 12. That was a we forgot to highlight about Vermont. We only had five against Vermont, which right. was terrific. But we weren't forcing turnovers as well, so No, no. Yeah, that that game really was every every little turnover, every little bad play was amplified in that game with yes. how intense and close it was. This one it was twelve to New Mexico States. Yeah. Twelve to nineteen. Nineteen. So forced nineteen turnovers on New Mexico State. That's and they good. had the costly one at the end of the game where they Try to get the pass in the lane, and yes, that was McCain. Yeah. yeah, again, he, I mean, he was keeping them alive. But he also made a few costly plays down the stretch. That's what happens when you get the ball out of their best player's hands. Well, they really like Arkansas. I think they could have, you know, won this game by a lot more. Because, but I think McCants, him having a good game, it was the charges taking the charges frustrated Arkansas. JD yeah. getting and JD JD playing bad, yeah. And, Uncharacteristically, not being able to finish at the rim. Devo missed his few jumpers that he made against. He would have made against Vermont. He he wasn't. Um, Devo was zero for six from the field. Yeah. Two for two from the free throw line. Yeah, he made a good front end in the one on one too. So another clutch free throw mm-hmm. free throw performance. Arkansas only made fourteen shots on twenty seven and a half percent shooting. They made more. Yeah, eighteen made for thirty for fifty three for New Mexico State. So they made yeah four more shots on two more attempts. Shot thirty four percent. They were six of twenty six from behind the arc. New Mexico State was. Arkansas was three out of sixteen shooting. That's nineteen percent. That's. But looking here, the free throws was the difference. They only shot ten free throws. New Mexico State. I feel like six out of ten, versus twenty two out of twenty five for the Razorbacks. 
Uh, I feel like JD didn't shoot that many threes either as much as she does, right? He only had three attempts from behind the arc in this game. One out of three. One out of three, okay. He made one out of three, yeah. Five of 18 shooting overall, which it's not, it's not great. He had yeah. 18 points, eight, eight steals. He Dang. was terrific stealing. Yeah, he I did had not a lot realize of, he had eight steals. That's his. That has to be the high on the season for steals, right? Yeah, There's it has no, to be. and also four rebounds, three assists. Okay, so I can't be. But he fouled out. I can't be super mad about JD as often because if he could if, six turnovers, that's not great. That's four of them are the charges because charges counts as turnovers. Well, that's true. So yeah. that's kind of it's kind of like a Chris likes JD was a wild card today. He's mm-hmm. terrific at times, and then. I don't want to say he was bad off it. He just wasn't finishing, and they weren't calling the fouls they should mm-hmm. call. So he was like, getting frustrated. Yeah, like I was saying, he was doing an excellent job of getting to the rim. Which I mean, he's he, so fast. I mean, he yeah. he sees the hole and he goes straight to the rim. Mm-hmm. He likes his right hand so much. Which is a problem with those steals because you most teams aren't going to be able to get there in time when he's going straight at the rim. Right. I mean, he was able to get around the perimeter defender. Plenty of times and plenty quick. Yeah, looking at this, Jalen Williams, Audis Tony, Stanley Mude, forty minutes for all three of them. Some big minutes. So must as as we thought after the SEC tournament, he would. Really, it's only six guys, right? There's really seven. five. There's really only five in this game because Trey Wade only played six minutes. Chris Likes played nine, and then you have five guys playing Devo, thirty plus Devo, minutes. Devo, Devo at thirty four. Devo didn't come off the bench. Devo did come off the bench. Okay. But Trey Wade started, but yeah, he played right, six I minutes. Yeah, Trey Wade doesn't. He started, but he played but I think six minutes. Analytics are still saying that you guys have the best game when Trey Wade starts. That's why I think he's still starting. Like, they need him those first six minutes, right? I think, the, or first three minutes of the first half. I guess he helps them settle in. It's yeah. kind of been I don't weird... think he played the second half. I thought he, did he not? I don't think he did. Maybe he did. I could be wrong, but I don't think he did. 0 for 1 shooting, no points, 1 steal, 1 rebound. I mean, he got he got a couple stats in his 6 minutes. <laughs> he's Maybe he's not... He, I don't know. Cause it's I'm just not, hard because he has a, the, plays the style of like a power forward, but he's only 6'6". Yeah, six, six. Exactly. He has incredible... We've seen him block shots all year, especially in... Co- in conference play and non-conference at home, like Trey Wade was getting a lot of blocks. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to highlight is Jalen Williams' 15 rebounds in the game, 10 points. We out-rebounded them. Yeah, rebounds was 34 to 41, so no. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. New Mexico State out-rebounded Arkansas by seven in the game. I really do think at times New Mexico State wanted it more than us. They there were at times because when they went on their run, they were controlling the game. It kind of felt like the offense looked like NBA All Star offense, not in the good way. <laughs> or you just can dribble down the court and take the first like sh- shot, which I mean they had space, they just weren't making it, which is another time where New Mexico State's defense was kind of lacking, but Arkansas could not capitalize. I mean, for a team that got held to 53 points, their defense didn't look like 
No. Like, it didn't look amazing, amazing. It was good. It was very good, very good. But, like, Arkansas kind of limited themselves to 53 points just as much as the defense limited them. Right. No, I, I, Arkansas was frustrated. I think that it was, like, we feel like we should be winning by more. We don't feel like New Mexico State has this elite, elite defense, so how are we not scoring? Well, it's because J.D. was getting charges. We weren't making shots, our open shots. Jalen had a lot, like, Jalen made some terrific spin moves and then had shots right at the rim and missed, and it was like, this. I feel like this team gets in, we're not an offensive team, like, the greatest, but we still get in a rhythm when we do score, and you can't get in a rhythm unless you are scoring, and if we only made 14 shots, well, that's why we were frustrated. Right. Uh, Stanley Mude had a near double-double, nine points, eight rebounds. Good. I'm so that's the guy who if you want Arkansas to win or if you pick a guy on the team what it means and it's probably means the most Stanley Mude who came here just to participate in the NCAA tournament. That was always his lifelong goal. I'm so glad that he gets to make it to the next weekend or at least next week. Hopefully next weekend um if we beat Gonzaga. Um We'll count Thursday as a yeah, weekend. It's we'll spring count Thursday. Break. Yeah. It's spring <laughs> it's break. Spring it's a whole break. week of weekend. You get to travel with the team. You get to. It's awesome that he gets that chance, and even all these Tony, Chris Bikes, um, Trey Wade, like they did, deserve it. Has Tony played in the tournament at Pitt? I don't think because Pitt. I don't think it was good enough. Pitt hasn't so. been as good as they were like a decade ago. Yeah. No. Pitt in the mid two thousands was fin- Jamie Dixon, the current TCU coach. When he was there, they were usually in the top twenty five each year. They were up there competing with Duke for the one most year. Part. One year, the year that Butler, the second year that Butler made the NCAA championship game, they lost. But they Pittsburgh was a one seed, and Butler beat them. An incredible game. Um, so Pitt, yeah, Pitt used to be really good um, way back, um, like 10, 10, 12 years ago. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they used to be there. Yeah, they're one of the powerhouses that kind of fell off a little bit. I don't know about before that if they were like historically a powerhouse, but yeah, they were they were one of the fixtures in college basketball for a little bit back in the day. I remember if you remember like Pitt was really good the it's a bad memory for them. They're you know, uh Kemba Walker went on McGee, the oh. big guy for Pitt and Cordiac Kemba. He did the step back and the McGee guy fell on the floor and, and uh UConn beat um Pitt and on a buzzer beater and the big East tournament is yeah. it's a really good buzzer beater. Yeah, Kimball Walker went on a tear at oh, the end of gosh. the year. He and he carried he he carried UConn and then a few years later Shabazz Napier did the same thing. Um mm-hmm. but the Shabazz they, Napier rules student athletes get to eat for free. Yeah. <laughs> but they're clearly they they didn't have a guard that good this year because they lost to New Mexico State. Yeah, they had, <laughs> what's his name? I think Cole was their point guard's name? Yeah. He offensively was pretty good, but I think he's only we, we he's know. only like six foot, so there's not Again, I watched for him on defense. UConn at the beginning of the year when they played Auburn in the battle for Atlantis. They looked excellent. Um but We did say they were inconsistent back yeah, in our bracket episode. They are inconsistent. They look terrific at times this year mm-hmm. and sometimes not. Yeah, I guess it's just when the shots fall, they fall. But so is there more uh we have to talk about a little bit more from New Mexico State. Um yeah. who's your player of the game? Is it Audis for him shutting down Allen? Audis was I'd say definitely the difference maker. No one really I mean 
JD had 18. The next highest on offense was Jalen with eight, or I mean with 10. So offensively, I mean, JD didn't have a efficient night, but he was, I don't know, has to, I'd say it probably has to be Tony. The defense was what won this game. He's able to shut down um, Teddy Allen, who, I mean, he nearly had as many points by himself in the first round as the, the entire team had in the second round. He had 37 by himself against UConn. As a team, they had 48 against Arkansas. So, and I heard on the uh, when they, you know, they they, they do the halftime interviews. Uh, Musselman said that they were doing three different coverages on like defensive coverages on Allen. So, mm-hmm. um, again, that that's all coaching staff that just they're making adjustments. They know what UConn couldn't do. They're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna fix that. And, and they did. They stopped their best player. New Mexico State had no offense without him. Few guys can make threes, um, but they really didn't have much offense besides. They're not right. the most athletic team, um, but they're scrappy. I mean, looking at their offense, McCants had 16. Allen, as we said, had 12. No one else on the team had more than six. Yeah, no. They only shot, as I, or I guess I already said this, but they shot 34% from the field, which is still better than what Arkansas shot, but, you know. 23% from three-point range. They didn't go away. When Arkansas went up on their run after the Tony dunk, mm-hmm. they, kept, they came back. They made a couple threes twice. Um, it was a tough I mean, it was a tough game. It was no, like they were never out of it. When it was a two-point game with 30 seconds, Chris Light going the line one-on-one. And I know he's our best shooter. Actually, you know, it was smart. Must called a timeout before we even got it in Chris Likes' hands. And I think we set a play to get Chris Likes open on the inbound. No, Jalen called the... Um, was it Jalen that... Jalen called the timeout because he was going to get the five seconds. Right, but that was actually probably a good thing, right? Cause yeah, because then Chris Likes got it. Like, he got pretty good distance between his guys. They ran off a whole a full second off the clock. Because, again, if you miss a one-on-one, it's a live ball. And it's just... I don't think I've been more nervous this entire season that moment. And I always say it's better for me. I, I'm less nervous when I'm at the games. Like even at the Auburn game, I was less nervous than I was here. Just you just felt like New Mexico State was gonna. It just if Arkansas loses to New Mexico State, right? It's things Arkansas fans will talk about for years that you're knocked out by a team from the WAC, a team that you felt like. As the commentator said, how is New Mexico State even in this game? They they they're, they're statistically they're getting beaten. Um, with steals and like their Teddy Allen's not scored at all. Like, how are they still in this game? And that's mm-hmm. it, it's so important that we got that win. It's yeah, just, it, a, it is. Oh, it was definitely a, goodness. a defensive <laughs> a battle of attrition is a defensive battle. It's a physical game. They didn't call too many fouls. Let's see. There was fifteen on New Mexico, fourteen on Arkansas. So twenty nine fouls for the game. We've seen games with where. How many was there in South Carolina two years ago? Oh, like, was it 63 fouls? Oh, I thought it was in the 80s. Maybe I'm well off. Foul calls? No, there's no way it was 80 fouls in the game. That would be horrible. That no, game. that game, this the, the NCAA tournament, I think Vermont too, Braden, they've done actually, they've been calling less fouls in our games at least. Yeah, I mean, we can see the difference. SEC refs are abysmal. Yeah. I don't ever use that word but it felt like the right word I don't ever use that word but it felt like the right word for that they're officiating abysmal I can't (laughs) Um, yeah I mean it's not just basketball football oh football 
we'll get in that in football season. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, and then so yeah, their offense outside of those two guys, which I mean, McCants had seven points in the last couple minutes out of his twelve. So yeah, their offense just wasn't there. But no, Arkansas's offense was struggling too. That that so people you know get a lot of messages from people and friends saying. You know, this is such a horrible game offensively. It's not fun to watch. I'd be like, well, th- this is the tournament where you just, you don't, my, Eric Musselman doesn't care. We don't care. It's survive in advance. And people, the way their mind works, we talked about plenty of times, people want offense. That's yeah. more entertaining. I mean, I'm not watching That's, to see fireworks. I'm watching to yeah, see who wins. Exactly. Right. It could have been. I mean, if it's it's two, it, it could, could be two to, to one. Yeah, it could be nine to ten, two to one. I'll still be interested. I'll be into it just because it's close game in March. Right. There's Arkansas. a lot on the line in these games. Every single game. It so and the weird thing is when we look at last year. Of course, you and I were in Indianapolis to see them when they beat Texas Tech to make the Sweet Sixteen. That one seemed to mean more because it was like that was a harder opponent. Texas Tech, probably the best one of the year, and it was just complete jubilation afterwards, you know, Musselman going to stand. Mm-hmm. This one, he was still pumped up, going to fan. You saw even the game before it ended, though. He's just fist-pumping. Because it's that benchmark. The Sweet 16 is so important, and while you're playing maybe a lesser opponent than last year, it's just, it still is huge. Especially for, as a for top four seed. Our you're program. In, you're expected to make the Sweet 16 yes. as a top four seed. Because... You'd have to get upset to not make it. Exactly. And then, but yeah, looking at, just went back and looked at the box real quick. New Mexico State had three points off the bench. That's it. And Arkansas had. And I think they said they had no points off the bench in the first round against UConn. Arkansas only had nine, right? Seven from Chris and then two from Devo. Correct, yeah. Which mostly free throws. Yeah. Or all All free throws. Nobody from the bench made a shot for it. So, I mean, there's only 14 shots. I mean, the only guys coming from the bench were those two, too, right? All right. So. They, there was a little more bench activity for New Mexico State. They had two uh, um, prior with 15. McKinney had 12, and then two guys had six. So a little more bench activity from New Mexico State. But, yeah, only three points. Arkansas had nine, all from the free throw line. But, yeah, I mean. Looking at the shots, JD had five, Amude, Tony, and Williams each had three, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. All right, but now we'll let's move on and talk about the upcoming matchup with Gonzaga. Preview, and preview the Zags. Oh, yeah, I, I said this before, but I'm still not sure how they're gonna defend Timmy and Holmgren at six ten and seven foot respectively. Connor Vanover. <laughs> I mean, we could see him. I mean, Chet Holmgren. If it is, was getting so bad, do you actually think Musselman would just be like? If Chet Holmgren starts to take over, you might might see Connor Vanover play. I mean, they're built very similarly. I think Chet's a little more, maybe a little more athletic. Imagine Connor going off. <laughs> oh my god! Connor has the height advantage, so maybe he can get some rebounds, get some. Keep him at bay. The hype that would we come saw from that. Memphis, oh. Jalen Duran, who's going to be a pro player next year, mm-hmm. but he was very, he was very effective against um, Chet Holmgren on defense. What do you have like, ten, nine, eight points, something like that? Yeah. When he fouled out. Yeah. He, Chet Holmgren's just too small. Jalen Duran's a big, athletic guy at six ten. Chet Holmgren at seven foot was. He's a stick. He's a walking stick. And he tonight he couldn't even make his free throws. <laughs> yeah, he was. Missing front ends. That was a big reason that um kept um 
Memphis in the game. They're a big team. They have a, I think they played three big men for the game, which we don't have really three big men. This Trey is, Wade plays like a big man, but like I, we we said a few times, he's six six. This is where it's like, it seems like if Jalen got in foul trouble, right, then it's the Georgia State scenario where you remember their big man versus Gonzaga went yeah. out, and they just the other big man. I think I think it was a big man that got hurt, right? One of the yeah. big players, big man got hurt. The other player fouls out with like ten. What do they do play. if Jalen gets in foul trouble? Or gets uh, hurt well, like Gonzaga went on what that twenty one to nothing. Right? That's what I'm saying. Would they just play? You'd have to put Connor in yeah, or Connor, Kamani. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting about Kamani. Kamani I mean, has Kamani to has to play probably on Timmy with Jalen on Chet, right? <sighs> that would be a good. I don't. I don't the think about Kamani. He's gonna. He's gonna prevent, but he's gonna. He's gonna get fouls in the process. He's he's known for getting fouls. That is I true. But yeah, uh, I don't know Timmy. Who's gonna guard Drew Timmy? He know. went off tonight. Amude, he was Tony, terrific. Amude, Tony, and Trey Wade. All of them are six six. That's four inch difference. Which I mean. And if you double team, they're gonna pass out to Nemhart, who's gonna make. He was five for yeah. ten for threes tonight. So, and there are other guards too. So it's just. <sighs> yeah. It's hard. Let's take a little look over at Gonzaga's box score from tonight. We'll just talk about it for a little bit. Um. Yeah, Timmy had twenty-five and fourteen, ten out of sixteen from the field. He was a problem for Memphis today. Nimhard had twenty-three, as you said, five out of ten from behind the arc. Bolton had seventeen. Holmgren only had nine points, nine rebounds, and fouled out at the end. What's and really good about uh, Strother had he only had six points in this game, but I think he's a like forty-two percent three-point shooter on the year. Mm-hmm. Let me see, he's. Three point percent. Well, thirty nine percent. Thirty nine percent three point shooters. Try other. Timmy was making a lot of uh, turnaround, turnaround floaters. Like that was just his. Um, mm-hmm. Because they had Duran on Holmgren, so who who's gonna guard Timmy? Exactly. It, yeah. It, in college basketball, it's kind of a. It feels a little unfair to have two guys over six ten, right? That are that good. I still think Arkansas. Like again, I just talked about it earlier. How great is our coaching staff? Like, and the oh, league. Look at, I'm looking at this. Jalen Duran only played 19 minutes, but he was in there at the end when it mattered, and he was able to keep Chet from taking over at the end and really pulling away. I I really trust uh, Muscleman and uh, the assistant coaches, Coach Gus, and I can't remember uh, Coach uh, Smart, Coach Keith Smart. Like they're gonna come up with a good game plan. They've done it all season long. Yeah. They're gonna come up with. I'm just interested to see how what they yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about Nimhard and Strether and Bolton beating us. Really, it's those two down low. Cause I mean, you don't see that much in college. Two guys that good, both over six ten. Well, that's what I think makes Gonzaga so good is when they are on. I mean, when they are on those two guys, they will kick it out, and those guys are good three-point shooters. So, mm-hmm. like I, said, I mean, if you have that, right, Braden, what more can you have on your basketball team, right? If you have an inside presence, and then it's going to cause the defense to collapse, well, then you kick it out, and you have yeah. three points. Yeah, Nimhard's at 38%, Struthers at 39%. So, yeah, good good shooters to kick it out to if you collapse on those two. Oh, oof, uh, Bolton's at... Forty-seven percent from three. 
these What's are, his points per game? These are tough. Um, 11 points a game. Gonzaga's good. Yeah. They're good, but... So then who do you put Tony on? Put him on Nimhart. I don't, I don't know if you put him on Timmy. Wouldn't you put JD on Nimhart? Maybe. I mean, if he's their best perimeter player, they're going to put Tony on him. Tony's played on a few point guards this year. He played on Xavier Pinson when we played LSU. What is there any chance Arkansas would play zone this game? Maybe. I don't think we've it's, seen much of zone not, at all. Maybe it's not when, their bread and butter. We saw it maybe a little in the non-conference, right? When he was experimenting, I think a tiny bit. Yeah, I mean, every now and again you see it for small, small spurts. Right. But yeah, for the most part, it's mostly man defense from this team. Because I mean, you cut. He plays matchups. Eric Musman's more of a matchups guy. He plays Jalen on the big man. Tony plays on their best perimeter guy, shuts them down. And then like Stanley. And then yeah, JD will play on usually like the point guard unless Tony's on him. Then he'll play the shooting guard. JD kind of plays more on like the guys that are like defensive threats mostly. Because then you put Stanley Moody on the wing that Tony's not guarding. Mm -hmm. And then or Devo. I mean, very good perimeter defense. Just everyone's six six or under besides Jalen. Um, and I think what's come on he's six eight. Yeah, I think he's six eight six nine. Yeah, so I mean, besides Connor Vanover, there's nobody that's gonna be at least in the height matchup but that's gonna be comparable to Timmy. Unless you have Connor on Chet and you put Jalen on Timmy, which I'd be interested to see how that plays out. I mean, yeah, Chet's gonna have the speed advantage. I feel like. Mm, yeah, but I mean, if you can find a way to game plan around it, it's gonna be a good game. I that's all I'm hoping for. I hope Arkansas can can play with Goliath. Yeah. Um, what do you think their keys to playing will be? On offense, it can't. We'll start with offense. What do you think their keys to the offense will be? I think most of our scoring has to come through JD. I mean, that's it. Ha he has to have a good game. He, it, if he plays like Moses did against last year against Baylor, and I know that's a comparison from a year ago, but to beat Baylor, Moses had to have a good game. To beat Gonzaga, JD has to have a terrific game. He can't go five of eighteen like he did tonight. He can't go whatever he did against Vermont as well. He has to have a better game. He has to make more than just one three pointer. He's only been averaging it seems like one three pointer. Lately, in the, not averaging, but uh, in the tournament, SEC in both the NCAA tournament and SEC, he's made like one three pointer each game. It feels like yeah, that's not he, good enough. Yeah, I think he only has two or three for the tournament right now. I think he made one or two. He's either one for seven yeah, or two. Yeah, it's two. not. He has to be better. First and then, round. And then Stanley has to be, you know, have the three out of five from three kind of night. Where mm -hmm. we have to make six threes. More than six threes, probably, to beat them. All right. Looking at their um, perimeter guys, they still have size six three, six five, six seven. Whereas JD's route six three, and then you have Tony and Moody both at six six. So I mean, there's not much. Even on the perimeter, Arkansas is not going to have much of a size advantage. It's still a hard matchup. It's just it really is. It's like, and Jalen, if if we can get Jalen, if Jalen needs to make a three. He needs to make a three. He needs to finish, finish inside, because he'll probably get some inside looks on the off the pick and roll. 
probably give a c- yeah. couple pick and rolls. Yeah, because they got they have both of those big guys, and Chet Holmgren's a very good shot blocker. Mm-hmm. One of the best in the country. So that's why some JD so goes. They have to make out. They have to make their um, outside shots. If we're going to beat Gonzaga, we have to shoot well, shoot mm-hmm. the three well. Then foul trouble, driving to the rim. It's probably going to be better to get to the free throw line than even just to make your shots, right? Yes. Trying to get Holmgren or um, Timmy into foul trouble. I feel like in the past, Timmy's been a little bit susceptible to foul trouble. I could be wrong. I don't watch that much Gonzaga. Get those guys in foul trouble. I mean, Chet fouled out tonight. Chet fouled out tonight, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like Timmy fouled out in a tournament game last season. Clearly... Like, last year, right, Baylor wasn't the biggest team, were they, when they matched up against Gonzaga? I don't think so, because I think the power forward was about 6'7". Like, but they Flagler. smacked them, so I don't think you have to be oversized to beat mm-hmm. Gonzaga. But they also didn't have Chet last year. No, they didn't. They didn't have their 7 footer. But they had uh, they what, Corey Kisper, Kisper but yeah. he's only like 6'7", I think he was. Yeah. So they weren't quite as big last year. And Jalen Suggs was like 5'11", 6 foot even. So... Gonzaga was not quite as not big last as year. big, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Baylor had Davion Mitchell was like six one, Jared Butler was like six five. They had um, uh, who was their other perimeter guy that got drafted? I feel like they had three guys to draft. Which guy for who? For Baylor, I feel like they had three guys Mitchell? Get drafted. I said Mitchell and Butler. I feel like they had three get drafted. I don't know if Teague did. Oh, yeah, Teague was the early guy. He might still be here, but he was the early guy. He's not still there. No. He, okay. Then I think he got drafted. He was only like six, three, six, four. Mm-hmm. Those were their three best players. Six, they're all under six five. And then Flagler, who's their best player, seems like this year. Well, they went home, but I think he was only six seven playing power forward. Arkansas has has to have a lot of assists, in my opinion, as well. Ball movement, yeah. Get those guys. There needs to be a lot of cutting. Yeah. Tony has to make some cuts, mm-hmm. even with the presence inside. Yeah. If they're playing zone, ball movement's going to kill them. And if they're playing man, it's going to be hard to, like, good. But you probably have to move Jalen away from the block, right, to make some room for yes. JD or someone to make a backdoor cut. Got to make you got to make space. Exactly. I, I think this team will play with Gonzaga. I, I it's yeah. hard for me to say that will after playing Baylor, who was the best probably college team I've ever seen in person, playing them better than anybody last year, right. um, at least in the postseason. I think that our, our our coaches are and our players, we may not have as much quite as much talent as last year, but I it's all, I don't want to say I like this team better than last year, but it's. Just, I don't, this team fights. Is this, they will probably go down against Gonzaga, and they're going to have a run. That's probably what's going to happen. They go down yeah. ten. We come back. Gonzaga yeah. to win this matchup in our bracket. Yeah. unfortunately. But I, 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 I can see Gonzaga going up ten, twelve, and and then Arkansas doing what they've yeah. done all they year, coming back. They find a way. So like I, Bill. I hope I'm not wrong. I, I, Gonzaga. My most of my title has been my least favorite college basketball team, so I want nothing more than to beat them. And but the pro, it's in San Francisco. You know they're gonna have more fans than us. But Mus, who loves the Bay, the Bay Area, he gets to return there. So. Right, he's be the Golden State Warriors coach. Yeah, like he said after this game, new arena but same town. Well, I mean technically it's not the same town. They moved from Oakland to San Francisco, but I think it does mean a lot to him that he gets yeah. to play there. 
same same area same bay this is definitely the hardest game of the year though new day same bay if we were playing them at bud walton right we win easily no question <laughs> i won't say no question but i i like our chances against anyone in bud walton this yep. year yeah yeah Gonzaga is gonna be tough so yeah i'd say after that say our keys to the offense would be three-point shooting right Yes. Being able to make the outside shot, being able to create space and ball movement. Exactly. And then defensive keys, finding a way to neutralize at least one of them, right? A new, at least neutralize one of them. If they shut Timmy down and then Chet, I feel like Chet's not a big presence. He just rebounds inside, and he's kind of like Connor Vanover. He likes to take the three. He likes to take the three he's ball. He's a good shooter, yeah. Yeah, so... He's good at getting those offensive rebounds and just putting up the easy putback. Exactly. Arkansas can't, well, probably we will get out-rebounded, but it can't be like it was LSU, right? Plus 14. Right. It probably needs to be 10 or less, maybe, give or take. Mm -hmm. 12 I mean, or less. Like we said, Arkansas got out-rebounded against New Mexico State, but they were still able to come out with I mean, we're a smaller team, right, wouldn't you say? Like, I mean, no one above 6'6 six, six outside of Jalen. Yeah. Kamani didn't play, so yeah, nobody played that's as taller than six six besides Jalen. We got Chris Likes five seven. He played nine minutes. Chris Likes will have to have a good game too. He's gonna have to. Everyone's gonna have to play their best game of the year probably. I think they're kind of due. I, I mean, I really. I don't have... see any of their perimeter guys, any of their guards, being able to really go off against our perimeter no. defense. It's really just. Drew Timmy's going to be the difference maker, whether I think they win or Arkansas wins. If they can shut Timmy down and Jalen's be able to shut Holmgren down, which I think he can. He's a lot bigger, like, physically than Holmgren. So I think he could be able to do that. But rebounding and, yeah, just Drew Timmy is the X factor, I think. It's it's helpful that we get an extra day of, like, of reps, of just downtime, of – Whatever, because Selection Sunday was you know Sunday night, and then they played Thursday evening. Now they played Saturday evening, and they won't have to play till Thursday evening. So they get one more day, right? So that's then, that's yeah, big. One more day to prepare than they had for Vermont. They they need rest. You can tell they're probably a little fatigued today. I mean, Memphis was on um, their center was hands on knees at the end of the game after guarding um, Drew Timmy. Yeah, Jalen is going to have to have a good good game, and I hope. I know it's in San Francisco, but I hope Arkansas fans travel like somewhat well. I really, I, I think I wish you and I could go, but I don't think that's happening unless they make it to New Orleans. Um, but yeah, uh, I told you I have family coming in town that I haven't seen in a while. So it's probably, in, in the, but I'm not going to give up New Orleans. Um, but imagine, yeah, I'll have, I, I'll make room for New Orleans. Yes. Arkansas beats Gonzaga. They're, they're probably playing. They're probably playing Duke or Tech in the Elite Eight. I mean, these are big right. time na big names. Duke didn't play today, did they? No, they've only played Cal State in the first round. Yes. Didn't Duke? Duke will play, Duke play Michigan State on Thursday or Friday. Friday. They played Friday. Yes. Okay, I, th I was thinking they played Thursday for some reason. They're gonna Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Big Blue Nation losing to St. Peter's. St. Peter's is in the Sweet 16. The Cinderella story. Can they be the first 15 to make the Elite Eight? Yeah, who do they play? They'll play... Purdue. Uh, Purdue. Texas. Purdue, Purdue, Texas. Yes. 
I have Purdue in the championship game on my bracket. <laughs> Losing, but they're in there. If that's just an incredible story, though. I mean, if there hasn't... I don't want to say there's... This year wasn't a whole lot of upsets in terms of, like... There's, I looked, 10 lower seeds beat the better seed. 10. So but that's good. three were nines over eights. And, like, Michigan beating Colorado State. Iowa State beating LSU. Um... Alabama losing to uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So Those aren't shockers. I know like that's a it power looks five that way. schools on low C. Exactly, and LSU without their coach, they were supposed to lose to Iowa State. They can't. I don't know if they were supposed to lose because Iowa State looked. I told you Iowa State looked pretty bad their last three games of the season. But ESPN coming out with the saying LSU loses is mm-hmm. in a shocking loss. To, if that's not true, you can't say it's a shocking loss All to right. Iowa State. Michigan, I saw was actually. Someone told me was favored going into that match with Colorado State and won. Yes, so which uh, is I mean surprising. They were the eleven at seventeen and fourteen. Colorado State was twenty five and five. I think. I really would have liked to see a. We got a fifteen two, and then we got two twelves beating fives. Last year we had the fifteen beating a two, a fourteen beating a three, yeah, and a, a thirteen beating we had, a four. We have three elevens and two twelves this year. Yeah. Which isn't horrible. It's and one, one th- 10 and one fifteen. Yes. We have seven double-digit seats. But I, I really would have liked to see Colgate beat Wisconsin or another 14 to beat a three. Texas Tech to lose. Yeah. Um, Purdue, but no. I mean, not Purdue. I need, I need this. You need <laughs> Purdue, but... And then Tennessee. You know, I guess we can also you know talk about SEC is not represented. We have us and Auburn, right? If That's we want to be called the best league of the year, well, we need to get Auburn and us in the Final Four probably for that to be known. Yeah. Uh, because Tennessee's That's out. That's possible. Yeah. Arkansas gets past Gonzaga. That's possible. Then probably have to play Duke yeah, Auburn, <laughs> or Tech. I personally feel like Auburn's a better team than Kansas. I just feel like Kansas hasn't been able to win the big one this this no. year. No. They have, I think, one win over the AP Top 25. That's if Texas is still ranked. It it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I I think at least having two if if Auburn wins tomorrow, having two teams in Sweet Sixteen like we did last year, it's not great, but it's it's somewhat decent. So, um, I don't know. We'll 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 see. I mean, I didn't think the Big Twelve would be six and zero after yesterday, but then Baylor lost. So. They aren't. They're six and one now, I believe. So. so they, oh, they six and one in the first. And then my Mountain West, Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, and Wyoming all lost. Let me down. Uh, worst conference. Um, in the tournament. Yeah. So that kind of was tough to see, but it's okay. Um, they'll be back next year. They're gonna have a better tournament next year. I have a feeling. So. I don't, well, they can't do worse. No, they can't. <laughs> Unless they had five teams and they went over five. Yeah, same win percentage. But very proud of this team. I'm so happy for Stanley Amude that he gets it. Mm-hmm. And JD, these guys are probably not all of them are going to come back. How somebody's going to transfer? Somebody's going to go to the NBA. Was the last time Miami was in the tournament for Chris Likes? I don't know. I don't know. The year that Loyola made it. They they beat Miami in that first game, but I don't know if he would have that, been there then. That, that was, was a while ago. It was like twenty seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Like the season started in sixteen. I think it was seventeen. Seventeen tournament. 
So the 16, 17 year? I th- maybe it was a 17, 18. I'll have to look back at it. I think I might have been yeah, actually a senior I mean, in high school. He's a graduate transfer, right? So he might have been there as a young player. These but, are still all big moments for them. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're all experienced players. It's not a young team. Um, no freshman play. This team is just... Again, you and I saw them lose to Hofstra, so to make a Sweet 16 is just awesome. I think a lot of yeah. people take it to granted. For granted, I'm not going to. Even if they lose to Gonzaga, I'm 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 dang proud of this team. Mm-hmm. Excellent season. Yeah, it looked a little bleak for a little bit. I think after that five to six, five out of six losing streak, I think my prediction moved from Sweet 16 team to a round of 32 team. But after a few Proved games, wrong. after a few games, not it didn't take that much longer to get me back on the Sweet Sixteen right, train. Right, it just took a few wins, and I was like, okay, we're good, we're fine, we're back to normal. And it tells me, like, I, again, this isn't the greatest Arkansas team that we've ever had. Like next year with the talent we come in, like how much yeah. better we could even be. Three, then. four stars and two five stars, and possibly a third. Anthony Black still hasn't yep. committed. The problem there is the one and dones, and we know how sometimes They're both what happened in Kentucky. Nick Smith just, and Jordan Walsh were both predicted to be one and dones. And top 20 draft picks, that's all. Pinion, Pinion will probably stay. Yeah. Pinion's an Arkansas kid. He, he it's like a Dusty Hannes. Hopefully he's like a Dusty Hannes. Yeah. But, well, who's the third force? We got Darian Ford from Magnolia. I thought he's three-time state champion at Magnolia. Yeah, he hit a buzzer beater this year, and... Magnolia was undefeated this year and won the state champ. Yeah, so he's doing great things out in Southern Arkansas. Can't wait for him to get up here. The dose of opinion of Moralton. He was here for, was it Tennessee? Maybe Kentucky? Yeah, I think so. Maybe both? I think Tennessee. It was great to see Jordan Walsh and Nick Smith both here multiple times. They didn't make their one trip. They were here multiple games each. That's awesome to see. Well, it's, I hope we can get Brown. That'd be awesome. Anthony Black. Or Black. Anthony <laughs> Black. Yeah. Three, five stars to make them the number one. <laughs> Best that, recruiting class in Arkansas make history. Them the number one recruiting class in the country. Take that, Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. Follow your football recruiting hype. Yeah. Duke, I think, is still at one in Arkansas. Is probably still at two. Maybe they fell in there. I thought I heard something about that, but they might still be at two. Right. <laughs> but yeah, two five stars and three four stars. That's going to be a great year. I think that's all we have for today. Thank you all for tuning in to Raise the Roof and Arkansas podcast. And we'll see you later on in the tournament. Ooh, pig. <laughs>